ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Oh, we have cameras. Friends and family of Vet uh, and Marshall. We're here. The Cinema Lounge is presenting to you air only in theaters April 4th. Is that when it was in theaters? Yep. Only. I mean, it was probably in theaters. But now it's on streaming. Than... That's just what they say nowadays. It's not in theaters. It's only in theaters. That's true. That's all it is. This is all the intro. When did they get rid of that? Anyway, we're presenting that to you. Roll the cool jazz. Oh, look, I have all the stuff for air open on my computer. Ben, welcome. Thank you. To the CLP on video for the first time, if we actually do do this on video. I drink my microphone. I don't know if you've been on video. <laughs> I hope so. We got it on video, which means that we're going to have to stick to our 30-minute time limit that we've pretended that we have on the CLPs. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and it's going to be great. If you're listening to this in your ear holes instead of your eye holes... Uh, we're gonna keep it tight. It's kind of nice, huh? The mango cart. It's very little, good. It's mangoey wheat ale. Kind of yeah. fun. It's I think I like this better some... than the Imperian mango. I... What's it? Uh, I think that maybe is there's a. I think there's is there's a mango IPA and this one's a mango wheat ale maybe. Oh, Perhaps that'd be why. I like ales. Mm. Yeah. Roger Ales. Great detasseling company. All right. So we're here to talk about air directed by. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. I know who it is. Yeah. Uh, directed by Ben Affleck, written by Alex Convery. Chris Tucker also has writing credit, but that's its own story. Uh, the score doesn't seem to exist. I couldn't find a composer. It seems like it was all soundtrack. It's a lot of soundtrack, yeah. It's it seems a lot to of, be like 99% soundtrack. Yeah, that's interesting. Huh. Um, cinematography is by Robert Richardson, who has done, I don't know, Maybe you've heard of Platoon, Wall Street, Born on the Fourth of July, Natural Born Killers, Casino, Kill Bill, The Aviator, Inglorious Bastards, Shutter Island, Hugo, Django Unchained, Hateful Eight, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Never heard of any of them, Marshall. Oh, well, you're missing out on a couple things. <laughs> uh, performances, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Jason Bateman, Viola Davis, Chris Tucker are kind of the main people. There's other people in there. I might be missing someone important. But it's too late. I don't care about them. Nice. Because this is the CLP, and I don't give a darn. Yeah, we're presenting. We're presenting. Yeah. No spoilers. No spoilers. So, Ben, would you like to read the uh, IMDb synopsis, please? Air follows the history of shoe salesman Sonny Vaccaro. I probably mispronounced that. And how he led Nike in his pursuit of the greatest athletes in the history of basketball. Holy, that's a claim. Michael Jordan. Yeah. That's basically actually, that's probably the most accurate IMDb description that we've gotten up to this point. Yeah, it's also like just perfectly the movie. The movie is what it says it is. Yes. It's, you're like, oh, how do they cram that story into a what is it hour two and a half hour. two hour? hour and a half no it was it maybe a full size movie Let you're right it's gotta be two two plus hour 51 hour 51 a two two hour movie of them courting michael jordan correct that is the whole yeah. movie which which helps the imdb page uh, be be right so on the money because it's just that story which 
I guess we'll get into this later, whether or not we, we like that. But yeah. it's not quite a slow burn. It's just like a simple plot, a simple story, an interesting, yeah. an interesting story. But interesting there's like story. not a ton to it, necessarily. Not really. Which It's kind of the thing happening. It's the story. But also, that's the thing. is It's it's such an iconic part of our culture. That that really, what is? The that, shoe? The shoe. Or, yeah. the Michael Jordan having a deal with Nike. That, that really propels the story if you don't really care about nike shoes or michael jordan then, you then it's care. not that interesting yeah but but if you yeah if you've ever been interested in sneakers shoes i mean they're iconic you the story in and of itself they're probably the most story. famous individual shoe yeah. oh absolutely of all time yeah so yeah they have to be this that that's what's gripping to the story so yeah i think i mean if we're talking script score cinematography performance of directing vfx I think this is very well directed by Ben Affleck. He's a fantastic director. He's won the Oscar for it before for Argo, I believe. Uh, everyone in this does a very good job. I like everyone who's in this. Jason Bateman, I thought, was very good in this. Yeah. I haven't watched Ozark, and I really think I should because hmm. I haven't. I've only seen him act in Arrested, so I've not seen him do his like serious mm-hmm. stuff. Hmm. And after seeing this, I'm like, oh, I can I can see how that would work. Matt Damon, it seemed like it was a little too easy for him. Like, he was doing all right, but it's not like... I'm just kind of seeing Matt Damon for most of this. Mm. Viola Davis is playing the same character that Viola Davis plays in everything, where she's the very stern, tough woman. But she does it very well, and she's very good in it. And Chris Tucker is more or less Chris Tucker. Yeah, which apparently he, he is acquaintances with the guy he was playing. Do you see this? Beforehand? Yeah. Um, and so he was given quite a bit of liberty with the role, which is why it feels a lot like it's Chris Tucker sometimes, because he's not necessarily trying to play a figure as on the money historically, because he was given some wiggle room with it. Yeah, that, apparently. Yeah. Well, what I saw that he is he was not actually in the script that much at all initially, mm, strangely, mm. which is why he has so much of a like they gave him. A writing credit, I believe. Yeah. Because he really did just come up with most of his stuff. Mm. Yeah. I, uh, while, while we're still speaking in generalities, yeah. before we get into any sort of spoilers, I'm going to say I was I liked this movie more than I thought I would. I mm. was pretty meh on going to see it in theaters. I waited till it was on streaming, obviously. Yeah. Um, I knew a lot of people who told me it was good. People, people who liked sports, people who were into shoes. And so I think I kind of took it with a grain of salt. This was this exceeded my expectations, I think. So I had low Really? I didn't have low expectations. I just had like meh expectations. I just wasn't really that interested going into it. But it was just like a solid historical biopic. Interesting. So in my opinion, it was good. Yeah, I would. But yeah, no spoilers right off the bat. I think sometimes I should be more forthcoming with my opinion in the CLPs right mm. away. I, I like this movie. I had somewhat the reverse. Mm. Like, I also liked it, mm-hmm. but I was expecting a bit more from it than I got. Like, it feels a little too bog standard to me. Mm-hmm. With the kind of talent that's involved in this, it sure. feels weird. Like, it feels the same as Tetris to me. Whoa, like, really? Yes. Interesting. But with such better talent behind mm. it. Like, I think it's a better movie than Tetris. Yeah. But I've really just got the same vibe. Like, Matt Damon's character, Sonny, what's his it? Vocero. 
mm-hmm. he they introduce at the very beginning of the movie he's got this gambling problem or something mm-hmm. or at least they try to give you that inclination with this scene where he's at a casino or something and he's he's sports gambling uh-huh. pushing it yeah. too far and uh-huh. then oh he loses the money on all on red whatever yeah and you're thinking oh is that gonna come back and like kind of mm-hmm. because I want to put it all on Michael Jordan and I want to he's going to be the guy and that's I'm, I promise like I feel it in, every, in my bones and everything uh-huh. and that would feel like there would be tension there except that we know that it works out and that it does become the most famous shoe of all time and he does become like the face of Nike and everything so there's not really like it, mm. we're rewarding this man for his addiction is mm. what it feels oh, like but they also never come back to that at all, yeah. except for kind of implying that that personality that he has is the reason that he's going yeah, so hard on I this. just kind of viewed that as more of the character building than mm-hmm. than plot building of yeah. some background on his motivation as a character or something like that. But I see what you're saying, yeah. I feel like the tough thing with movies like this is that you have to... You have to... to in a biopic, we know what generally happens in someone's story mm-hmm. and in the story of the thing that we're watching depending on what it is. Not everything is as well-known. Like the Tetris movie is not as well-known. The the problem that you run into is you still have to have some kind of conflict and emotional arc and mm-hmm. character arc and everything, and you can't just manufacture that because it's a true-ish story. You can't just make it up. It has to be somewhat real. And it feels like in this, I don't know if the main character was Sonny, or if the main character was the shoe, or mm. or or what? Like, what is this movie actually about? Well, I think so. I think Sonny's the main character. I think he's, he's trying to land to the be, deal. But I don't know what character. He doesn't have a character arc beyond. He's the basketball guru expert yeah. that saves the the basketball division. I guess the sh- is the shoe the main character. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. think so. The, I think something interesting is that they don't ever show, they allude to Michael Jordan, which I think that's cool that it's like the pursuit of landing the deal. Or like yeah. you, you you keep Michael Jordan as like a, not a, like not a hidden figure, not a mystery figure, but that you keep him as the, the allure of like the great figure, you know, yeah. like you still like, you don't really have to tell the story of Michael Jordan within this it, yeah. it recenters because it's, it's really shoot. not about right. him right mm-hmm. I don't know it just feels a little empty to me at mm. the end mm. interesting like it has all of the elements that a biopic should have uh-huh. but I don't feel like anything really came out of it I could tell yeah there's no there's no hero's journey by any means there's no yeah. like it's Sonny has not changed yeah. in any way throughout this he's just the gambling guy and then he's gonna bet everything on Michael Jordan because he believes in it mm-hmm. and maybe he would lose his job if he doesn't get this but there's never really an actual threat mm-hmm. of him losing like mm-hmm. Ben Affleck's character Phil Knight the CEO of Nike he's, he's never really threatening to fire him mm-hmm. so it, I just don't mm-hmm. feel the conflict there mm-hmm. that I would like to feel mm-hmm. like there's there's I don't there's not stakes to me mm-hmm. like the the basketball section gets shut down I know that that doesn't happen yeah uh-huh. so you have to do something to give tension here like we know this is basically a prequel to real life we know what happens after this 
so you, there's another way that you have to write this that makes it work and I don't know what that is mm. the same way like when uh, they're making Andor Andor is a prequel we know that Cassian Andor dies mm-hmm. in Rogue One so he can't die or come to any serious serious harm in this show so what do you do with that like how do you make their tension for him mm-hmm. uh, I don't know but they managed to do it and I feel like that just wasn't present in this. So maybe what they needed was just a space prison. Yeah. And yeah. as a water planet. There you go. They needed Sonny to get arrested on a beach planet. They needed Michael Jordan to die. They needed At Michael the Jordan to get blowed up mm-hmm. by a Death Star's shoe. Yep. Yep. At the very end. Yeah. Yep. It's interesting that you compared it to Tetris. I think this is way better than Tetris. Mm-hmm. For multiple reasons, but that was something that I was thinking of as I was watching was that I wanted to go back and retroactively give my Tetris score an even worse score than I gave really? it. Really? I don't. I think this is just so much better. Like, like a compelling story that you tell in an interesting way. Mm. You can make it funny. You can make it kind of outlandish sometimes. Like, there's moments of this where I think, yeah, there's co- there's definitely comedy woven all throughout the story. Hundred percent funny. There movie. is. Like, it's pretty silly. The whole thing. Yeah. Um. But they didn't have to overdo it like Tetris did. Or Tetris got into that weird... You know, we talked about this on the pod. Go back and listen to it if you want. But where they, they had the way blown out of proportion car chase scene. Or, like, it wasn't really, like... Yeah. It wasn't really following the true interesting story of Tetris. Yeah. It went off on its own. And I think this is just a better movie. Or if you can't do a movie like this... I'd, maybe it's just because Tetris, I don't think, did a good job of what they were trying to accomplish. And it didn't feel like they had... A grounding point at any point there. Yeah. But this just felt simple telling the story that's interesting with really phenomenal actors. I think you're right. I think if it wasn't for those actors, this movie fails. Yeah. It, like it, if you take these people out and yeah. put the cast from Tetris in, yeah, uh-huh. it's not the same. Yeah. Right. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like I, the reason that I wanted to see this movie is because it had Jason Bateman and it had. Matt Damon and I had Ben Affleck and I had Chris Tucker and yeah. I had Viola Davis. Like that is the I don't get drawn into a theater like that. Uh-huh. Like it's a new Will Smith feature. Like I, I don't care. Yeah. But in this case, that was kind of the main reason I was interested. Yeah. Because I'm not a sneakerhead. I don't care about basketball mm. or Michael Jordan or anything. Mm. I'm interested in Ben Affleck as a filmmaker. So even on that level, I was kind of disappointed mm-hmm. because I've seen the other things that he's directed. I've seen Argo, which won Best Picture, did mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a very good movie. And this was just not at that level. For me. Mm. I don't know. I wanted more from it. That's what I, I think. I think what it did with the simpleness of it all was impressive to me. I, I can see you saying you want more. Mm-hmm. I think... Like you said, the IMDb is very simple. The whole story is very simple. I yes. think given that, it's impressive in my eyes. I think this is really interesting. I think you went into it with high expect- higher expectations, came yeah. out disappointed. I went into it with low expectations, came out with it. So it's kind of interesting. I think we're like, we Weirdly, probably had like a similar almost experience. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. But my overall view is like, oh, that was better than I thought. <laughs> yeah. I think what did seem interesting to me is that there really is not much to the story. Because yeah. you come out of it, and it is like the space of a week, maybe, and mm-hmm. not a ton happens. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like the opposite of Tetris. Mm-hmm. Where Tetris, it's, there's so much that happens in that story, mm-hmm. to the point where the first 15 minutes is, like, exposition. Right. Uh-huh. 
vomit. Like tons of over and over, like this, this guy had the rights and then this guy had the rights and then this kind of rights was over here and then nobody had the rights and then this guy actually had the rights and it was a crazy big thing and then weirdly this other thing happened and it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And this is just like the opposite of that mm-hmm. where it seems like it needs more. It needs yeah. more material mm-hmm. to fill that. I mean, it's not even two hours. It's nine minutes short of two hours. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know what I would add and I certainly wouldn't cut anything. Yeah. I don't know. I think just uh, script, it was well-written, and the, it was well-directed, and it was well-performed, but I just wanted more. Also, the thing that I think is the most disappointed about this movie is the cinematography. Hmm. And that's why I made a point of reading out this guy's filmography. Uh-huh. Because this guy, Robert Richardson, did the he was the DP for Platoon. For Natural Born Killers, a wild-looking movie, mm-hmm. Casino, Kill Bill, The Aviator, Inglorious Bastards, Shutter Island, Hugo, Hugo, yeah, yeah, Django Unchained, Hateful Eight, Once Upon a Time, and these are visually stunning, visually super interesting movies. Yeah, and I would never have said that anything in this movie looked more than bog standard. Yeah, which is bizarre to me. But what are you? What else are you supposed to do with it? I'm thinking that like the one time I was kind of interested was they had a scene where they were in a bathroom and there was like yeah. there was a, a urinal conversation, a stall urinal conversation, and like some of the camera shots and movements yeah. and that I was like, oh, this is like interesting. But I mean, what in a biopic like this? What do you? How are you supposed to? It's not hateful eight. It's not. It's not. It's not glorious bastards. You know, like what do you? What I'm do you trying do to with think that? of other biopics. How many? Though? How many of those movies are even similar to Air? Or like, or similar to a, a historical drama. I don't know. Like, I think that there is something that you could do, but it like it was so it was utterly proficient, mm-hmm. is how I would describe it. Yeah. And from a guy who has done such, like, Platoon is not a wildly visually beautiful stylized movie, mm-hmm. but it still is shot extremely well. Mm-hmm. And this movie just seems like you could get like a regular guy who's done some independent film and put him on that set and have him do that. Like Walk the Line Mm -hmm. is the preeminent biopic and it has creative camera work and it has like really well put together shots and sequences and I just didn't get that from this. Uh I like it more than than, than I sound like. Yeah. Like I, no, it's I, good. It's it, good. it just, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. I also feel like the lack of a score hurt it. Like mm-hmm. it was, a biopic is all about pulling on your heart. The cunning warrior attacks neither body nor mind. Tell me how! The heart, Osborne. First, we attack his heart. Strings uh. and manipulating you. And when you take the music out, you can't really do that as well. Yeah. Like, there was the one scene that was kind of emotional, and that was uh, Jason Bateman's character talking about how if the deal doesn't go through, then he's basically never going to see his daughter, or his daughter's not going to love him anymore, or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. And it's it, it's emotional. He does a really good job. But I just kept thinking, like, what if there was, like, any kind of music? Because mm-hmm. it was just silent, and just Jason Bateman and, and Matt Damon talking. Yeah. And it felt a little empty to me. Yeah. It, it's definitely heavy on the 80s nostalgia. Yeah. All throughout the movie. Yeah. And the soundtrack 
very, I mean, it's all 80s movies. That's mm. all it is. It's mostly 80s and stuff. That's, that's yeah. it. I mean, scene where he's in the gas station buying a Slurpee, buying a Sports Illustrated magazine. You know, yeah. like, all Which, that. none of that felt gratuitous. You didn't think so? Okay. No, I feel like that all, like, made sense within the world of the movie. I really love the pickup to the movie. Like, the intro of just cutting to, it was just cutting scenes of 80s pop. Pop, oh, pop references. That's all yes, it was. I did like that. I wrote on my notes here: opening sequence placing us firmly in the <laughs> '80s. There's also I a very cool. interesting thing, and I don't know what you think about it. Where I, yes. where there is, where there is kind of like there's a narrator, or the movie is giving you information instead of having the characters give you the information. And I don't yeah. know how to feel about it. So, for example. Honestly, this whole thing is like not really spoilers. The yeah, whole there's, thing, there's no it's way to spoil. Everyone yeah. knows yeah, what happens here. So there's so there's a couple scenes where where it flashes like um, percentage of sneaker market, Converse, twelve percent. Yeah, Adidas, twenty five percent. Whatever. So there's like a narrator picking that for you. Yeah. And then it cuts to the Nike um, company. Uh, rules or whatever. Yes. Like this is what how our company will operate. I wrote those down. And it will oh really? It's yeah. really cool. I think I think that's fun. Honestly, like a piece of the st- a character in the story is the company of Nike. Yes. Um, which I like actually. I think that's interesting. Um, and a cool part of the story. However, there there's a weird thing where it's it's not a character saying, "Look at the wall, Jim." There's our company values or whatever, you know, or like, yeah. hey, the stash just came in. Here's welcome to the meeting, everybody. We were only at 12% of the thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I don't know how I feel about that in a, in a movie like this. I, um, I, I think, think I like it. I think I like it as well. I guess that is one place where they could have stretched it out more and kind of added to the drama of it, though. Hmm. It like make that a conference room scene where they're talking about like, man, like Adidas and Converse, they've got all of the market share. And we've got squat. Like, we need to figure something out or the company is going to go under. Like, that's an exaggeration. Yeah. But, yeah. like, that is a way that I think they could have easily added some hmm. some tension, actually, now that you say it. Because I, I, I think that it works, but I think if I was doing it, I might go back and make that actually like a conference room thing. Hmm. And they do briefly, like, talk about Matt Damon, Sonny, and, and Phil have arguments various times about one of the tenets of the thing which is um, perfect results count not perfect process break the rules fight the law mm-hmm. that one comes back a lot because Sonny's like perfect results blah 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 Phil's like you gotta have perfect results because that's the rule that I set and I'm the founder of Nike uh-huh. like and it's good and they there's like framing devices like different chapters of the movie essentially based on different rules of Nike yeah. at different points, but I don't really see those rules playing out very obviously or very heavily in those scenes. I'm like, well, I'm glad we have this, I guess. Yeah. The one, the thing I thought you were going to talk about Go ahead. that I don't know how I feel about it, that I think I would not do is in the conference room scene when they finally get a meeting with Michael and his parents mm-hmm. and the, it's all going terribly and Sonny is just like, stop the video, stop the video. And then he does this speech, which may or may not be a thing that he actually said. I don't know. Be cool if it was. It was very good. Mm. Um, but as he's saying that, he's talking about like, you're going to become the best there ever is and then you, they're going to break you down and there's going to be, they're going to betray you and they're going to talk trash about you, like all this different stuff. 
and there's going to be tragedy in your life. And as he's saying these things, they cut to future events in Michael Jordan's life of they're going to betray you and it's some business deal that went some other direction or something. And they're going to expose you and it's an affair that he had. And they're going to, there's going to be tragedy and it's his father being shot and killed. Like, and they cut to that footage and everything. And that felt a little weird to me Mm -hmm. because they made the conscious choice and I've watched videos and heard them talk about this, Ben Affleck specifically, that the reason they don't have Michael on screen is because the moment that you show his face, it's like, oh, that's not him. Right. Like, that doesn't look like him. Like, who who even knows what young Uh 19-year-old Michael Jordan looks like at that point, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it it just takes you out of that a little bit. They're trying to keep that kind of legend of Michael Jordan there. But then putting that footage in and seeing here he is, that's him and, like, the real guy. That breaking the fourth wall feels strange to me yeah. in a way that the the text, Converse, 40% of the market, Adidas, 1,000, whatever, that doesn't feel out of place to me because that seems like a framing device that makes sense for a biopic. Mm-hmm. The future footage and stuff seems like it's physically actually breaking the fourth wall. It's pulling wall. me out of, yeah, this story. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And it just... I th- I don't I just think I would keep that scene exactly how it is and yeah. not show it just feel, future. It almost feels lazy to me. It does. Slash. Because if you know yeah. it's it is heavy handed because if you know his future, mm-hmm. if you're a Michael Jordan fan, then you know about all of these famous events because he's the most famous basketball player of all time. Yeah. Him and Magic, and it's like if you don't know that stuff like I don't know that his father was shot and killed in his driveway or something and that he had an affair and all this different stuff I know that he played baseball but I only know that because of Space Jam like then it just (laughs) like even for me the layman it feels weird and out of place Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah, I think that is a that is a difficult part of the movie that they try to balance is sneaking in little tidbits of of real life. Or there's the there's the part where they're going through the wall of who are we gonna have sponsor, yeah, or who are we gonna get? Like about, we can't get Michael, oh, we can't get this person. What, and that like, was a great line. Like, Charles, what Barkley, about Charles like, Barkley? Like, like what do they say? Bad locker locker room. Um, Locker room incidents. Locker room incidents. And he's like, what? It says trash chalk. Nobody wants to see Barkley on TV. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, well, now he's, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. everything that everyone now. knows him about yeah. now. Yeah. Like, that's funny. Yeah. So I think there's there's lots of those moments where if you didn't grow up watching basketball in the 80s, or yeah. if you aren't a basketball history fan, a lot of that doesn't necessarily doesn't land. But anything. it's also okay. Like, I don't need you to cut to a clip of Charles Barkley having a locker room incident. To yeah. tell me that story, you if, know. You, if they're gonna do that in the conference room, I would rather them make that a whole motif, like an Adam McKay movie, yeah. like The Big Short. Uh-huh. Like do these major cutaways. Right. Like if you like, no one wants to see Barkley on TV. Cut <laughs> Charles Barkley. Yeah, uh-huh. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. Like make that the thing. Choose your tone and stick with that. The same thing that I was saying with I Tetris. Agree. Like yeah. if you make this a more of a silly movie, I think it works better. Right. And I think that this could fit that, and you could go both directions with that, but then you... Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. We're coming up on a few minutes left. We got... My timer went off, so we have less than five minutes. Okay. I want to segue... Let's see what you think about this. The connection to the interesting thing that they did with this movie with the actors um, equity thing. Um, This was kind of... Was this their first project where they shared profits? Yes. 
on do you know much about how or much about that generally I, we've talked about it a little bit on the show essentially actors equity is this thing that it's this company that ben affleck and matt damon have put together where instead of the the money gets put up by a distribution company and stuff like that or by producers then if they go over budget etc etc whatever it's a disaster excuse me instead of that they have a set budget it's right there and if they come in under budget or if they make a buttload of money that gets spread out to everybody and if they go over budget that comes directly out of their pockets Mm -hmm. so it's a very high not high risk but like medium risk high reward system that I hope that they're successful enough, and I think they have enough money that even if this movie isn't doing super well, yeah. that I don't know if it's doing amazing numbers necessarily. Mm-hmm. I know that they'll keep making stuff, and I hope that that becomes the future system. Yeah, also, excuse me, it's artist's equity, not actor's equity. Oh, yes, sorry. right. Yeah, yeah. because it's everybody. Yeah, I, I'm curious. This is the first movie that I can think of since COVID that is this style of movie that I think there used to be a lot more of these movies, and they don't get greenlit anymore. Yeah. There's not a lot of these coming out of the major studios, so I think it's cool yeah. that at least someone's doing a movie that's that's like this right now that is more major in theaters, not straight to streaming. Mm. Tetris is obviously an Apple TV original. Like the his, A lot of those historical biopic type movies are going direct to streaming. So yeah. I think it's cool that they have a movie like this going to theaters. But. I think so. I... Interesting thing I just I just learned. Tell me about it. Uh, speaking of it's on streaming. Yeah. So this was actually produced by Amazon uh, Studios. Amazon yeah, yeah. Amazon Studios. So it hasn't done super great at the box office. $75 million, uh, $90 million budget. Okay. But apparently Amazon wasn't planning on having it really make any money because it was intended for streaming. But they pushed it to theaters anyway. So, so it's all so, gravy, baby. So so all that $75 million is all, boom, great. We weren't really banking on box office revenue anyway. Only $75 million? Apparently. This is uh, uh, this is as of May May 2nd. Uh, so oh, that must, must, must have been the first. I don't know what it is right now. Okay. I could take a look. But anyway, so interesting. Uh, opening was $15 million. Gross is Gross. as of... Uh, as of as of yesterday, it was at a hundred and what? New date, fifty-two million. What? <laughs> anyway, whatever. that's a lower number than whatever. before. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So it wasn't in. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> back to you, back to you. What are you saying? You're about to conclude the episode, I think. <laughs> yeah, just about, just yeah. about. I don't know. I think it was good. I I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like it more than I did. Mm-hmm. If we have to say yes or no, I say yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you say, Ben? I say if you look in the camera. If you like watch out. Fudge. I spent money on that. If you like sneakers and basketball, and sports biopics, then yes. If you feel fine about all those things, then yeah, yeah. Say how, how, how do you say it again? Yeah. Okay, I'll try it. Yeah. No, no, no it's more like. Wait, hold on. I have to get serious. 
Is that good? Okay, I'll try. I'll try. Okay. Yeah. No, that was too loud. It was too loud. You have it's to be fine. more. You have yes. to be more meek. It's a yes. I'm giving it a. I'm giving it a C plus. Oh whoa! I don't freaking know a C plus. A C plus. I said uh, it. I would also give it a C plus, but that's just more. Man, I would have said B. Now you whoa. said C plus, and I'm going down. I don't know. B B minus. All right, it's a D. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> nah, I won't. Thanks everyone for listening. This has been our show. Sealing alarm prevents. And we're here to talk about it. So thanks everyone for talking in with us and listening about it. And we will talk about it next week. <laughs> will we? Yes. All right, bye everybody. What order is this coming out? Oh, the one on this Wednesday is Guardians, and then after that is should be long. Is this is two weeks from now? Yes. So we don't know what's coming. Oh, we just gave away our secrets. We're not live. Ooh, it's live. Whenever you listen to this, we are doing a performance for you. Yep, just like Saturday night. Live. Just like Saturday night. Which was what we talked about last week. We did bring kind it up. All at once. Well, now we have to only bring it up one time in the entire episode. Anyway, guys, we miss you. We love you. And we'll see you on the, on the Scoob-Doo. I salute you all. Go watch Air if you want to. It's on Amazon Prime for free if you already pay for Amazon Prime. Um, a quick if this, then that. You could watch a Tetris. You could yeah. watch the um, Flamin' Hot Cheetos movie that's coming out soon. What the fudge? Yeah. You could watch the Blackberry movie that just came out that oh. I've heard is actually oh, quite yeah. good. Oh, yeah. That's there cool. is a that's weird, part of my childhood. There's a weird subgenre of biopic mm. that has become huge recently, wow. Wow. which is origin story of an object. Wow, huh. And I don't know how I feel about it. That sounds like it should be on Netflix. And isn't it directly on Netflix? Is that what it's for? The Cheeto one? I don't know. Blackberry. If you want to watch a good biopic, watch Ford v Ferrari. V Ford versus Ferrari. Speaking of Matt Damon in a biopic, that's just a good movie. Yeah. Go watch. Terrible name. Go watch Ford versus Ferrari. It's the whole story. Okay. The name in other countries was Le Mans '67. That sounds way better. Which I think that is that whatever year it was that. Yeah, I think that would have done better if it was that. Yeah, but as opposed to Ford versus Ferrari is such a stupid like American name. Yeah. I don't care about it. Go the Mon 60... I don't know. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been the official podcast of The Great Scub Do, the YouTube channel we never touch. It's Cinema Lounge Presents, and we are going to talk about something next week. We don't know what it is yet, but we'll tell you about it. And how can you find out, Ben? On the social medias. Where are they? On the Instagram, and on the Discord, and on the soon-to-be email list, and on the YouTube channel we never touch. Where can you find all the links for those things? Oh, in the show notes, probably. The show notes? I don't know what they call it on Is that the the description? Is that what they call it on? It depends on the social media. It depends on what you're listening to this on. Just under, I mean, it's the description. Honestly, just text Marshall. The only people who listen to this are are my friends. That's not true. We got listeners in Germany. All right, Germans. Uh, uh, Zane. Auf Wiedersehen. And kaputt. And listen to the Discord description. Das Boot. I've been Adidas. I've been Adidas. Oh yeah. I didn't know that Adidas was it's, it was a shortened version of his name, Adi Dostler, mm. and that Adi is a shortened version of his name, Adolf. He's dead though. So is the other one. He's alive in Argentina. All right, bye. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been Marshall. I've been. Ben. Ben.